0: You're invited to take your seat. Take a seat at the Warriors round table. It's a three in and out. Rebound. Peyton out to Curry. Let's it fly. Three ball. Left corner pocket. Welcome to the table of the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7 the game. Curry fires away. Three ball above the break. Here's Kevin Danner and Gary Saint G.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. welcome you to Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. Taking your calls all hour long. 888-957-9570. Come on, hit us up if you want to talk about that win over Philly last night. The uh, instant classic game with the Lakers over the weekend or anything else. Dub Nation, we invite you to sit alongside us on the roundtable. Kevin Nannett, Gary St. Jean with you, reminding you that the Warriors' 2023-24 season is presented by Kaiser Permanente. And St., let's start with that win over Philadelphia. Much-needed win to end the homestand 2-2. Two and two. And look... Yes, there were some big asterisks around this game. We'll get into Embiid not looking all the way right, and hopefully he's okay. They've already ruled him out for the Utah game they have tomorrow. No Tyrese Maxey last night. But a game like last night, the 119-107 win, Gary, is why there's reason for hope that this season can be salvaged.
2: Well, you're right. We'll talk about Philly, but the Warriors, for me, the bright light was the play of the two guys I've been talking about since October. Yeah. And you know who I'm going to, uh, Kaminga and Wiggins. And uh, I loved the lineup last night uh, with uh, Steph and uh, Podzinski in the backcourt, and I can vision Clay starting there, and I like Draymond at the five. He did a terrific job against a hobbled uh, Embiid. And – You know, then the bench will get healthy and fall into place. We can talk about that later. But the big keys to me were, you know, Steph is just playing fantastic basketball. Yeah. But he's having to exert a a phenomenal amount of effort to get this done. It was easier when Clay was rolling, uh, you know, when you had your other scorers on the floor, a, a Wiggins of two years ago and role players. Uh, Teams are double, triple teaming him, yet he continues to play at such an unbelievable level. And if this team can get healthy, uh, I'm with you. I I think this is going to be a positive sign. Never mind about the injuries with Philly. I was feeling real good about the way the Warriors played on both ends of the floor.
1: Yeah, and I was feeling pretty good about how the Warriors played for decent chunks of the Sacramento and L.A. games as well, of course. Unfortunately for Golden State, those were two one point losses. But let, let's jump back to Stephen Curry. You mentioned him 37 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Just a, another Steph masterclass that was on display. It was so efficient as well. He was 12 of 17 from the field, eight of 13 from deep. And my favorite kind of embedded stat line there I like him being four of four on twos. And, and look, he had some really nice finishes inside. I mean, one of the top 10 plays from the NBA I was. Re- watching the NBA top 10 they have on league pass was his finish around Joel Embiid <laughs> early on to make it 6-4. to four. But, it, look, he's 62% on shots inside 5 feet. I felt like, you know, over the last couple of weeks, maybe he hasn't hit as high a clip as normal. Uh, then, then he usually makes those, those shots, those circus shots around the rim, are almost automatic for him. And he, and he is kind of consistently around 62% for his career. Last year he was up to 70%. But, I mean those shots inside were looking good. And then obviously, I mean, 8 for 13, we we know that he can do that every time out. And, and you mentioned he's getting into a groove right now. And we'll talk about the big reason why I think, and I think you think as well as we've kind of alluded to the play of Draymond Green, but at least 30 points in three straight games after a stretch where eh, he was in the low 20s, maybe not as efficient as he was, but recently he's really turned it up.
2: Well, when you talk about Steph, uh, one of the things that's improved over the years, over the decade, is his strength. And then with that, his ability to finish in the paint. I think that's a very, very underrated uh, uh, skill that he has. I think he's He's got touch. Let's put a triple exclamation point on that uh, reverse flip on the left side, as you noted. Uh, You and I would take 100 tries in a game of horse, and we wouldn't get that to go in, and we wouldn't have Embiid next to us. (laughs) And, uh, you know, then, then I look at his three ball, and the one that was amazing to me, Kev, I don't even know what am I going to say, a millisecond, the one where Podzinski had the dribble penetration, and he was Steph drifted to the right corner, and he caught that thing and, and let it go oh, yeah. like in one motion. I looked at that thing, and I said, there's not another guy in the NBA, maybe in the whole basketball world, that could have made that shot. It, it, it's just amazing. And then we saw the step back uh, on the one-on-three, <laughs> uh, you're saying, no, 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 great shot, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And those guys were befuddled. They, they couldn't believe it. Uh, and that just goes to show you, you, you got to pick him up at midcourt. Otherwise, uh, you're going to get posterized. Look, uh, all
1: star reserves going to get announced tomorrow. He he better be one of the all star reserves oh, that gets nope. announced because uh, yeah. I mean he's had a terrific. He's got to be there to to shoot the three point yeah, thing, too. Yeah, yeah. With Sabrina Ionescu. he's I already to be that. there. Yeah, that is awesome. I mean, Sabrina Ionescu, So just a quick aside <laughs> That's there. Cool. So I had to. Uh, I was doing a junior NBA showcase game during summer league, and they oh. practiced right after the WNBA All-Star three-point competition in Las Vegas last year. And, and so I, cu- I came in at the very end of that three-point shootout to get ready to watch a, the youngsters practice, and I got there just in time to see the end of Sabrina's get 37 out of a possible 40. I mean, she had that arena just on fire. Uh, so that's going to be a lot wow. of fun that that All Star weekend. Steph versus Sabrina. Uh, Steve Kerr said in his pregame uh, his pregame chat with the media last night that he kind of likens it to a modern day Billie Jean King uh, versus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that um, is so, great. Yeah, back, I believe that was 1973 early 70s. Uh, that that you're that too young. Night. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I. I Obviously, didn't watch that one live. But uh, moving on from Stephen Curry, another solid game, another very good game for Andrew Wiggins. 8 of 10 from the field. The efficiency has really picked up, especially the last three games, shooting-wise for Andrew. 23, 5, 4, and 3 steals. In his last five games, I saw Dalton Johnson tweet this out. Last five games, 18 points, 4.8 rebounds, shooting 61 from the field, 44 from 3, and 81 81% 81 percent from the foul line. That's always kind of been in his entire Warriors career. That's always kind of been a big bugaboo for Andrew, the free throw line. But last night he was six of six from the line, and it's now the first time all season that he scored at least 12 points in five straight games.
2: Yeah, I, I can say to you that that looks like uh, Wiggins from two years ago. He I, I just, uh, yeah, he made great basketball decisions, Kev. He drove it to the paint. You know, you, you gotta. When you look at this team, the Kaminga and Wiggins are the two that are going to attack the rim. And uh, they both did it beautiful in the sense that when they had an open three, they took it. When they got crowded, yep. they broke it down and got in the paint. Some great finishes, maybe a little draw and kick. And uh, you, you touched on the free throws, and we know about, you know, I, 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 this just happens, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. When players are scoring a lot, They get juiced a little bit, and invariably I see him play better defense, and I can see him picking it up now. His pressure on the ball is superb, and when he's locked in like that, that gives you a big, big piece on the defensive end because you can put him on any one of the three perimeter guys and feel really good about it. So, so i got to
1: ask you, Saint, this last five games, is this a launching point for a better
2: second half of the season for Wigs, or, or do you think this is a oh, flash yeah. in the pan? Yeah, no, no, no. I, You know what? I think the key is the players on the floor feel comfortable. And I, th- I think both in, he and Kaminga are comfortable. Now, you know, there's been pl- plenty written and said about, oh, gosh, I don't know if they fit, and I don't know. We go to this plus-minus stuff. You, you can, come on, you can watch, you can feel whether guys can play together. And uh, we're going to talk about Kaminga, but seven in a row, 20 plus. And uh, hey, I'll tell you what, then, if I'm in the other locker room and I got to deal with Steph Curry on the top of the whiteboard, and then these two athletes in the next two spots, that's, that's got me sweating a little bit. Uh, that, yeah. that to me is, is really positive for the Warriors. No, it, it really is. And let's touch on
1: Jonathan Kaminga a little bit. We're coming up on a break in, in a minute or so. But, I mean, just the, the seventh straight game with 20-plus points, he goes for 26-7 and three steals. In the month of January, 20.6 points per game, shooting 59% from the field. And then Anthony Slater in his – in his article post-game after the win over Philadelphia pointing this out, over those last seven games, he's tied for sixth in the NBA in paint points with 108 paint points over the last seven games. So doing quick math in my head, I mean, that that is more than 15 paint points per game that Jonathan Kaminga is delivering, and
2: that's tied with Zion Williamson over that stretch. Yeah, and Zion's liable to sit out the next ten games. Uh... You know, I I just like uh, Kaminga's tenacity. He looks confident. Uh, His teammates look really comfortable playing with him. Uh, He he gets in there, and he's a great finisher with his leaping ability. I like when he posts up. I think he takes his time down there and really does a nice job with it. And uh, I'm happy for this guy. I, I, you know, I'm going to admit it. I was critical. I, I wanted more early, earlier. And I'm seeing now what I what I envisioned with this guy, and uh, he's got a really really bright future. He's a special athlete in the NBA, and he also can be a heck of a defender with the tutelage of Draymond. Yeah, uh, Putting in good words to Kaminga, talking about his game on both ends of the floor. And, and Draymond and Wiggins have a very uh, positive history. So that front line, uh, it may be a little undersized, but I I'm confident that they can do a heck of a job on both ends of the floor.
1: Celebrate Black History Month on Warriors ground. Join us live at Chase Center on Saturday, February 10th as the Warriors face the Phoenix Suns. KD making his return to Brooklyn right now, presented by State Farm. All fans get a Black History Month shirt. Get your tickets now at warriors.com or call 888-GSW-HOOP representatives standing by. We'll take a break. Break down more the win over Philadelphia. We also do want to remember Dejan Milojevic a little bit, the Golden State Warriors assistant coach who passed away a couple of weeks back. So, all that to look forward to on the other side of this break, right here on 95.7 the game.
0: Each and every member of Dub Nation has a seat at this table.
1: If everybody would please take your seats.
0: The Warriors Roundtable has returned on 95.7 the game. Knocked it down straight out for about 28 feet. Now, back to Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean.
1: All Season Michelob Ultra is giving one lucky fan two Ultra Club tickets to select Warriors games. Enter your chance to win at warriors.com/ultra. Kevin Anna Gary St. Jean with you rocking on 957 for the next 40 minutes or so as we continue to break down the win over Philadelphia, take a look ahead to the upcoming five-game road trip talk about the instant Steph LeBron classic. But first, Saint, we haven't had a chance to to talk about the passing of Dejan Milojevic, former Golden State Warriors assistant coach. Uh, Since it happened a couple of weeks ago, the heart attack suffered in Salt Lake City right before their game against the Utah Jazz. That one got postponed as did the Dallas Mavericks one get postponed. Those games have makeup dates. They will be playing the Jazz again on February 15th and they'll be playing the Mavericks on April 2nd and April 5th. Now Now, Gary, I never had a chance to have a conversation with Dejan Milojevic, but I do broadcast some overseas basketball. He was the coach of Mega, and this is a team. I actually had a chance to do one of their games when USC went overseas uh, for their European tour. We did a game on the NBA app, uh, Isaiah Collier and USC uh, against Mega, And, And just looking at what he was able to do, mean, You could talk about the Adriatic League titles, you know, or competing in the Adriatic League, I should say, but what he meant to Serbian basketball and getting guys to the NBA. He had 11 guys drafted over his 8 years as head coach Omega. That's an incredible, incredible number. Considering that that team had produced one NBA draft pick before he got there, Nikola Jokic, Ivica Zubots, Timotei Luwabu, Kabaro. Those are just some of the guys who played under Coach Milojevic and got drafted to the NBA from MEGA. A- and that legacy is something that I don't think us as Americans can fully appreciate that what he was able to do over there in Serbia to get that many guys to the NBA.
2: But, Kev, isn't it special uh, when someone passes and, and you read comments? About somebody's character, their personality, and uh, oh, you know, and I, I, one of my favorite things was uh, Podzinski talking about the impact that he had on him in a few short months, about uh, smiling and being happy and feeling the the greatness of playing in the NBA, and you know, you read the comments that he was a. He was the european charles barkley of the day yeah and uh, a heck of a player and then you look at his coaching resume and he had to be a fabulous teacher of fundamentals but also about how to be a pro and work at your craft because all of these guys have come over and had success and and then you know you think about the the warriors and and his impact on that locker room that the guys just uh, uh, thought the world of him, and uh, you know that that's tragic, you know, for his family and you know, then the warrior family to, to be involved in in, in the whole, uh, you know, the death there and on the road and. Uh, it, it just, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy and, and proud of the NBA that they allowed them to cancel a couple games, to give yeah. them some time. And I love the way uh, Steve Kerr spoke and the team honored him and got his initials there on the court. And, uh, you know, the family being there, uh, it, if it can be done right, it was done right.
1: Yeah, it, it was certainly done right. Uh, you know, obviously, it's heartbreaking to see his family there and, and what they have to go through uh, right now. And I, and I think Steve Kerr uh, struck a great tone. Obviously, he has had to deal with what the Milojevic family is dealing with when his, his father was assassinated. Uh, so, look, Steve Kerr is the perfect coach, I think, to lead a team
2: through like off-the-court crisis like this. Yeah. So, yeah wow. with, without a doubt and that's where you and I know how special he is as a guy yeah. yep and uh, I, I wish all the fans could could get to know him uh, because you watch him under the fire of the game and he's, he's obviously one of the, I think one of the top three coaches in the league and yeah. uh, but yet who he is as a person to me is even uh, uh, better. And, uh, you know, I just love the way at the end, and instead of having a moment of silence, he asked for, you know, what he would like to, to give him a great ovation, give him a great cheer. And, and uh, he asked Ron Adams what he thought that he would want to have done. And he said, hey, get your rear ends out there and play. And yep. play with joy and win. And yeah. uh, it, it, it was great.
1: What a tribute to him. Yeah, and it was nice that the Warriors did get a win after that tribute over the Atlanta Hawks and, of course, our, our, our thoughts with the Milojevic family as they deal with this tragic passing of Dejan Milojevic. So let's get back to the Philadelphia game. And I have one more point that I wanted to make on Jonathan Kaminga. I got this from Slater's article. He has played 30-plus minutes in three straight games. He hadn't played back-to-back games with 30-plus minutes. The line I liked from Anthony Slater in his article the trust from Coach Steve Kerr has finally arrived
2: well you know in the NBA nobody hands you minutes you know you have to earn them and it's a process uh, that you're sound on both ends of the floor you're playing within the team game and you knew the talent was there but you can't teach experience in the NBA and you have to go through it and He's there. Steve can see it. He can feel it. The rest of the staff does. The teammates do. And that, that's a great thing. Now, you, now you're looking and you're saying, hey, dude, this guy's really got a, a big upside. And I, I can't think of one darn reason, Kev, that he can't keep this up. I I That's yeah. how good an athlete he is and the confidence that he's playing with and the determination he's playing with.
1: Yeah, I mean, for him to improve his scoring average from, like, Before this, uh, at some point in the month of January, he was 12-ish points per game. He's up to 14.8 points per game. And to do that this deep in the season where he's played 43 games just shows you just how consistently above that previous average that he has been. And And here's the number I know that you're going to like a little more now. He's not rebounding at at three and change per game. He's up to four and a half rebounds per game. And so we're seeing
2: that intention to the glass as well. Well, you know what? When you're that good of an athlete, you can fall into four rebounds a game. And (laughs) and I'm going to tell you that I envision that guy, uh, if he's playing 30 minutes, I I can envision him getting uh, upwards of... uh, you know, a minute every, a board every three minutes. That that's how that's how athletic he is. And I'm going to tell you something. You're going to think this. I'm crazy. Okay. I loved. He got a technical. Yeah, you you did. I, I, I didn't like that technical. Well, no, I up eight in you know, the fourth quarter. I, didn't, I didn't think it was earned. I, I didn't think yeah. it was earned. And I know it was in a pivotal time of the game. But I like seeing some emotion from him. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. liked it. I liked okay. it. He it he, he got a bad call. And uh, he'll learn that there wasn't the right time. But you know what? He's, uh, He's playing at a level now that you're saying, hey, good for him.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Good for him indeed, and Dub Nation certainly enjoying seeing the Kaminga resurgence here as he has really taken off this year three leap. So we've talked about three guys from that game. Stephen Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, how they've all been playing very well, not only in that game, but as of late. And there is a tying thread to all those guys, and his name is Draymond Green because he is making these lineup combinations really flourish. You remember. A- All the bad Kaminga Wiggins two-man groups and 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 how bad their net rating was. Well, with Draymond. (laughs) Well, when you sprinkle Draymond Green into a Kaminga Wiggins Ah. three-man lineup, eighty-five minutes since his return from suspension from Draymond's return, they are a plus fifty. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just (laughs) he really changes everything. And and look. Andrew's improved numbers. Those last five games I mentioned, those are also the last – those five games Draymond has all played in. Steph's recent jump I think directly correlates with Draymond Green returning because he just feels so much more comfortable with Draymond
2: out there. Well, you just hit on it. And and I just like both ends of the floor, how he's, he's orchestrating from the back. And he's got the baton. He's the orchestra leader. He's the maestro. Yep. And he's telling everybody where to go and how to rotate and how to communicate. And I, I just love that, what, what he's getting done. And for me, him taking the challenge, playing in bead, and then you take him to the other end. And, you know, he's got that ball at the, at the top of the circle. And just little subtle things last night he's pointing at the guys to to get up screen for Steph because Steph's down low and don't wait there walk in and get the brush screen on Steph's man to free him up and you you ha- I'd love to sit down and uh, have a cold one with a, a bunch of fans and just point out all the little things that he does to help a team win on both ends of yeah. the floor it is It is really, for for a guy that uh, has been in this league for so long, to watch him just go through that in a game, it's masterful.
1: And Steve Kerr was talking pretty much as much post-game. Mark, if you could get this ready for us. Mark, Randy behind the glass. This is what Steve Kerr had to say about Draymond connecting Wiggins and Kaminga offensively. Then, saying, I want to hear uh, your response after.
0: Draymond really uh, changed things with his return because uh, he connects those guys at both ends of the floor just with his uh, communication defensively and then the way he helps get us organized offensively. So great to see Wiggs and J.K. both playing so well and playing well together. It's fun. You, you can see the team is, we're shifting a little bit, you know, with the look, uh, how we're playing and, and uh, who we're playing. Uh, tonight, I know Philly was shorthanded, but I thought it was a, a really good defensive effort. From our guys,
2: you know, you know, Steve. He played for so long, and has been in this league so long, and you know, he knows the journey. And uh, you know, they, you know, we all know that Wiggins, uh, you know, had to sit out a period last year with some personal matters. Uh, and then you've got the youth of, of Kaminga, and then we've had a lot of injuries, and we've had a lot of close games, a bounce here or there. Uh, so a lot of people are disappointed, but you know what, this can still turn around, Kev. I, I'm looking at this thing, and, and I'm, I may get off subject here, I don't think Houston's going to stay in front of them, and Utah has impressed me, but the Warriors can catch them, and the ones I know they can catch are the Lakers, and uh, it won't be the worst thing in the world. You and I talked about them getting six, and that, that's going to be difficult. But if they can get up in the 7 or 8 and have a home game in that uh, play-in, you could get just like the Sacramento series last year. You get Steph going. I'll tell you what, some other team were playing against this veteran team. They don't want to play the Warriors.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing. They're going to have a real chance to move up the standings because they got 7 games left against Utah and the Lakers. Like that was their good first point. game against LA and then they were supposed to play Utah a couple weeks ago. Very Unfortunately, good point. obviously we know the, the circumstances around that, but they are going to have their opportunities. If you can go 5 and 2 in those next 7 games, you're going to set yourself That's up pretty big. good. So hopefully that that is something that, you know, from a Warriors perspective that they would be able to get some wins uh, against the Lakers, against the Utah Jazz teams above them. I want to talk one thing from the Philly side of this game, and of course it's Joel Embiid. And and look, he didn't look right. I'm looking at his shot chart right now, and I know this is a guy that operates in the mid-range a lot, but he only took five shots in the paint and only two shots were inside that semicircle that makes up the circle of the key, if you will. So basically he had like two shots inside eight feet and like one shot right at the basket. And he was 5 of 18 from the field. It it just, look, you could tell, like obviously a much more healthy Joel Embiid and he's going to be much better than 5 of 18. I remember when he came to Golden State last year I watched that game and I said to myself, Joel Embiid is MVP. Like, that's how good he was against Golden State last year. And and then, I mean, you hate to see the injury he took late in that game uh, where uh, Kaminga, you know, inadvertently, you know, landed on his knee. But I was, one thing I do want to bring up I was listening to Evan Giddings of 95.7 on Warriors' wrap up last night, doing a great job with that show. And the thing he mentioned that really kind of hit home with me. You know know, all that flack that Embiid got for not playing against Denver and how he's missed four straight games in Denver against Jokic? Well, that looks pretty short-sighted now because he clearly wasn't 100% against Golden State. And if he wasn't 100% on Tuesday, there is no way in hell he was 100% on Saturday.
2: No, and, and that's getting picky Uh For that matter, Jokic is sticking, sitting out tonight with a stiff back. So, uh, you know, we've got, we can, you and I could debate this thing about the 65 game thing and all this kind of thing. I'm going to take you way back. Greg is coaching, I think, in Sacramento, and they draft okay. Ben McLemore, who played at Kansas. Oh, yeah, so 2013. They had him go, so, yeah, okay, so they had him go back there and work him out. And he came home, and, you know, he's all fired up. He's a young guy. wanting to get in a coaching profession. He said, Dad, I I might have seen the best big guy. Uh, This guy, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be unbelievable. Well, who was it? It was Embiid. Yeah. And I compare Embiid to a guy that I was with in the late 70s and 80s. Remember a guy named Bob Lanier? Oh, yeah. Okay, Hall of Famer. Now, he had a touch shooting the ball. Very similar to Embiid. Now, Biggs didn't go out and shoot threes like he does, but on the elbows, in the paint, just a feathery touch. And what do they have in common? Bad wheels. Now, I'm looking at uh, Embiid, and I'm just hoping and praying that, that everything's okay with this guy because he's he's one of our best players in the entire league, and you know you don't want his career to be cut short. And, and that, Lanier got hurt uh, playing at St. Bonaventure. He still went on to score over 20,000 points in the NBA. And, you know, we had great teams led by him. And I see a lot of similarity in their size. Bob weighed about 280, and I think Embiid weighs in that vicinity. And that's a pounding on the legs. And so let, let's hope that that guy's okay because he's just been playing some fabulous basketball.
1: You mentioned the mid range touch that Lanier had. I'm looking at Embiid's shot chart right now. On shots from 16 feet to the three point line, he is 67 of 133. That's like 51%. It's incredible. Like, for for a guy to be that efficient, like, league average is 39 to 40% from the shots that he from the shot zones where he's at. And, I mean, he's just blowing those
2: numbers away, and he's a seven footer, a seven plus footer. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're right on. I mean, you you watch the ball leave his hand. What? what, He's shooting 88 from the free throw line. Yeah. He shot the technicals. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I, when he walked off the floor, I didn't know he goes into the locker room in the second quarter. I said, well, with Maxie out and him, him out of the game, I mean, the Warriors are going to take care of business here. Next thing I know, he comes back out, and of course, we all saw what happened. You felt bad for him, but um, hey, they're a heck of a team. They, they really are. And we talk about the West being tough, Whew. it's tough back there now. Top of my the old East, pal, my, yeah. I mean, yeah. my old pal Doc Rivers back on the bench, and yep. you know Boston playing well, and we had Philly in the three spot. And New York's now passed them up. Cleveland's played phenomenal without yep. Garland and, and Mobley, and uh, so you and, and in Indiana, nobody's going to want to play them because it might be one fifty to one forty-five. So, yep, uh, you know what? They got like six teams there that are locks that are it, darn good teams. And, and I know the Miami Heat have not been playing well. Yeah, I, good I point. I haven't
1: seen the final score. I'm, I'm just going to pull up the final score of that game against the uh, Sacramento Kings. They're uh, they're five minutes ago in the fourth quarter in that one, and uh, they were up the last time I checked. Yeah, they're up nine right now. Ah. But they might be on a seven-game losing skid right now. Looks like they're going to snap that skid tonight. But if they're a seven seed, eight seed, they've proven it. it doesn't them. matter. Yeah you, yeah, you do not want to play the Miami Heat in the postseason. Let's turn back the clock of seventy-two hours prior to the Philly game because I do want to touch on the double overtime loss, of the Lakers one forty-five, one forty-four. I mean, just look—they've had a lot more heartbreaking losses this year. Yeah, they were up fifteen in the third and nine with under four minutes to go in the fourth. This was more of just kind of an exhausting fifty-eight minute. Defeat. I mean, Steve Kerr was really impressed with the team's effort, the heart in that game, and I was as well. But just kind of an inability to close out tight contests. I mean, second straight one-point loss at home. They had the, the loss of Sacramento 48 hours prior. That made them 15 15 and 17 in clutch games this year, so a five-point game in the final five minutes. They played 32 games, which is by far the most. And it got me thinking, so how does this number compare to the early parts of the Steve Kerr dynasty? Uh, you know Steve Kerr, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Clay Thompson teams mm. and then you splash in Kevin Durant. Well, 2 years ago when they won the title, they were 23 and 19. Last year 20 and 21. You go back to 14 and f- the 14-15 season, first title the year, they were 23 and 8 in clutch games. The year after when they won 73 games, they were 30 and 4. In clutch games, I mean, it's unreal. It's sixteen and nine the year, their first year with Durant. Nineteen and ten the year after. Twenty and fifteen and eighteen, nineteen. So obviously, earlier in the dynasty, they were a lot more clutch than they are right now.
2: Well, yeah, you've had some bad bounces, some injuries, some tough calls, and all that kind of thing. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is. When you have a guy that's playing at the level of of Steph Curry, what's the other team doing? They're they're putting the whole army out there against him. You you seen yeah. him double and triple team? Nothing was more indicative to me than Steph dribbling into the paint, circling back out. <laughs> yes, and then he goes on the left uh, right side about fourteen feet out, and then he takes Davis off the bounce. In the meantime, you still had about five purple shirts chasing him, yeah. and. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's everybody knows where they want to go, and is he going to be like a, a decoy or whatever? And the execution uh, leaves a little bit to be desired and some clutch shot-making, and, and here's the thing that, that has been lacking. Uh, the ability uh, to get to the free-throw line, and conversely, the fouls that they commit, that game was decided on the free-throw line with the Lakers. What, they have like 40 attempts? Yeah, forty-three to sixteen yeah, was the difference crazy. in that game. crazy. I mean, I love I love Steve's comment that his mom was there, and uh, you know he, he didn't want to make. Uh, he said, "Well, hey, <laughs> Steph played forty-four minutes, and he got three free throw attempts. Uh, yeah. And he, you know he could have went on a dissertation about that, but he held back." Um, there's a lot of things that go into end end games, and. Uh, you know that that takes everybody being on the same page and understanding how they're being played and all that kind of thing, and that that's been a thorn in their side.
1: Yeah. And now they have had some close wins recently, like they they eked one out against the Detroit Pistons. They they've had some games where they've won by four or five points, but they've lost nine straight games decided by one possession. Which wow. it, that... Yeah. So I mean, it's just like if just a couple of those go the other way, I mean, we're not worried about the playing. We're, we're you know. Golden State's fighting for a top six spot, so I mean, it, 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 if if things kind of regress to the mean, if you will, like if you win more of those coin flip one possession games down the stretch of this season, they, they should be all right.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you, and uh, you know what? It, it it just I don't know. I just it, I feel better about what's going on out there on the floor, and if they can ever get the bench guys back. Uh, you, you're going to feel a lot better about your team because right now was one of the, they got outscored from the bench, uh, and and that's been a big plus for this team. So you know we'll have to see what goes on here. Chris Paul gets healthy, Moody gets healthy, Sarek goes back to being productive coming off the bench, Looney gives you good defense, and then you got the two rookies, and uh, yeah. so you got plenty of bodies, and it's just everybody uh, getting in a good groove
1: i celebrate Lunar New Year at Chase Center on Wednesday, February 14th as the Dubs take on the L.A. Clippers presented by Cash Creek Casino Resort. First 10,000 fans get a Warriors Lunar New Year bucket hat. Get your tickets now at warriors.com or call 888-GSW-HOOP. Representatives are standing by. We'll take a break. Take a look at this upcoming road trip. Talk about pods getting an invite to the Rising Stars Challenge and much more on the other side of this timeout right here on 95.7 The
0: Game. If you've just joined us, don't worry, we saved your seat Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down At the Warriors Roundtable on 95-7 The Game Hurry behind the bat, wait, stops and pops on the way Ridiculous three on the white sideline Now, here's Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean.
1: Let's take a look at our upcoming broadcast presented by Ticketmaster. The road trip starts Friday in Memphis against the Grizzlies. 4.30 airtime, 5 p.m. tip time on 95.7 The Game with Tim Roy on the call. Back end of a back-to-back takes them to Atlanta on Saturday, February 3rd. 4 p.m. airtime, 4.30 tip. The road trip continues in Brooklyn Monday, February 5th. 4 p.m. airtime, 4.30 tip time. And then in Philly on Wednesday, February seventh, four PM on the air, four thirty tip time here on ninety five seven and the road trip concludes back end of a back to back at Indiana, three thirty on the air, four PM tip time. That's a that's a tough Back-to-back, you go from Philly to Indianapolis, not just because the teams are good, but because uh, that's not the closest back-to-back to to make either, and you lose a half hour with a a 4.30 tip on one game, 4 p.m. the next game. You can listen to all those games right here on 95.7 with Tim Roy on the call. And Gary, as I, I read those names, Memphis, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Philly, Indy, A lot of winnable games on this road trip, especially the front end of it. And to me, 3-2 and should be the minimum goal. You look at Memphis, nobody's healthy for that team. Like, how injured, how depleted is that team? They're... They had to pull guys up from their G League club and their G League roster only had like seven guys available to play Santa Cruz on Monday. Matt Hurt, uh, who I call the G League Larry Bird, just just in the way his shot looks, he puts it directly over his head. He can really shoot it. uh, Got called up and well, unfortunately, Santa Cruz lost that game by one point to the Memphis hustle. But he got called up and played like 15 minutes uh, in his first NBA game for the Grizzlies. Atlanta's having a rough season. But they just beat the Lakers by 16. Go. They got they got enough talent, Saint, where they can yeah. kind of hang with just about anybody. It just hasn't been their year this year. Brooklyn had really fallen off a cliff, but they had a big win against Utah. I believe they beat them 147-114 earlier this week. And, and they're at the half close with the, the Suns right now trailing by three. With Philadelphia, we already know MB's not playing against the Utah Jazz. The way that injury looked, look, I, I don't want to speculate, but... He might be out for a yep. little bit. Uh, so if they don't have him bead, yeah, that game becomes a lot more winnable. And then Indiana, that's going to be tough on the back end of the back-to-back. So you
2: got to do your work early on this road trip, Saint. <laughs> well, you do. And, and, Kev, am I right that they've got 23 of their last 38 on the road? Well, yeah, they're, I, they've only played 18 road games at this point. They're 7-11. Yeah, that, that's... Woo, that's tough. Now I'm going to share with you: you, you, sh- you, if you play well, you should win in Memphis and Atlanta. But they both have snuck up on some people lately, uh, surprisingly to me. Good, uh, Atlanta's underachieving, and any win that Memphis gets is, is really special because, they, as you noted, they are decimated with injuries, and uh, you covered it with that back-to-back. I think in Philly, you're going to see a lot of Paul Reed, former DePaul. Oh, uh, b Ball, Paul, I love him. There you go, and uh, you know, Philly's it's a home game. Uh, they should have Maxie back by then, who's having a fantastic year. And you brought it out about uh, going to Indiana with a with a quick turnaround. That that's going to be really difficult. So, you know, East Coast trips are tough. You don't know what the weather's going to be and all that kind of thing, and. You're right looking at the list. You're saying, well, you know, we can go three and two, maybe even better. Who knows? But at the end of the day, uh, it, it can be tough sledding back there.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you talk about Memphis, 18 and 29. They're 12 and 10 since that six and 19 start, in the 25 yeah. games they didn't have. John Morant, uh, Taylor Jenkins, now, I'm sure Warriors fans remember. Oh, I was curious about calls. Like, I'm sure he upset some Warriors fans with the way he defended his team in that second round series. But he could coach. He, he's a he's a he's kind of a, a Popovich tree a yeah. guy because he was a, he was the head coach of the Austin Toros back in the day, G League affiliate of the San Antonio Spurs. And then uh, it was an assistant in Atlanta. Eventually, the head coach of the the Memphis Grizzlies. He knows what he's doing. And look, the the Warriors better have. The, the the Grizzlies better have the Warriors' full attention because last time they went there, MLK Day,
2: that was one of the ugliest losses of the season oh. for Golden State. Yeah, that that was that one. There, you you throw right into the bay. You don't even look at it. The the, the video. Yeah. Uh, but your point on Jenkins is well taken. I I've got him and the guy in OKC there, D- Dagnall. Those yeah. two guys, uh, boy, what good young coaches. And yeah. uh, you know you 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 looking at. Some you got some veteran guys in Quinn Snyder, and then you're you're going to face Rick Carlisle, and I I think uh, you know you're you're a fan of uh, Nurse. Uh, yep, he, the three of those guys we've mentioned were in the G League, and uh, so with that said, you, you got to get everybody. Uh, you know, you probably won't have uh, Chris Paul, but you're hoping you're going to have the majority of the other guys back. I I'm excited to see Moody come back. I I, I think he's going to you know with. Camingo in the starting lineup, there might be some more time for him, and uh, so it, it'll be an interesting trip. And of course, I like the games because they're on at four or four thirty.
1: Yeah, yeah, me. You know, freeze up your evening a little bit, <laughs> if you will. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about Moses Moody because the Warriors PR released some information that he has been cleared yeah, to practice. It. Steve Kerr said. Pre-game yesterday before Philadelphia, they had today off. They're going to practice tomorrow before they get on the plane to go to Memphis. So Moses is going to practice tomorrow, and he could return to the rotation during this five-game road trip. I think he could certainly be used. Uh, He was playing well when he was in the lineup. I think he's made a really nice third-year leap in addition to Jonathan Kaminga, so I'm
2: looking forward to him getting back out there as well. Well, you know, sometimes you plan a practice solely about uh, a, a, a round of a guy who's injured coming back. You want to get him a run and get him out there. So uh, I think it's a good move on the coaching staff to get to get him out there, get him comfortable a little bit and see how he does, and uh, hopefully he can come back, as you noted. Uh, I think he can be a real shot in the arm. Uh, as much as, you know, we were liking the rookies, uh, when this guy is healthy – I I think he's just got a nice NBA game that that fits. And uh, so I'm pulling for him.
1: And... also, some other news came out yesterday from Warriors PR. Chris Paul has been cleared to resume on-court individual workouts after that fractured left hand at the beginning yep. of the month, and he will be reevaluated in two weeks. Now, obviously, you don't want to have a broken hand, but I, I think with Chris at this age, like I'm, I'm, I'm much more okay, quote unquote, with a fractured hand than I am with like a knee or a foot
2: exactly. or something like that. Well, why are you saying that? Because he can do cardio work. He can keep yep. himself in shape. Uh, you know, they can get him in the uh, the in the hot tub and, and with the the like an elliptical thing in there and then they got him out on the court you know it's a pain in the neck when you're injured like that but yet you can still do the cardio work the the people are all over you to get to get your work in and you know yeah. what we don't need him to come back and score 20 points we need his nope. ball distribution his savvy smart veteran play and uh it, you're right when he can come back that's going to be a big plus
1: And also, we got a couple of minutes left in the show. We do want to give uh, some props to Brandon Pajemski, named to the Rising Stars game, February 16th, beginning of All Star Weekend. And and here's one thing to put in perspective he was picked 19th overall in the first round. 11 rookies have been selected for this. So, I mean, it doesn't exactly work like this. Some guys have been injured. Uh, Some guys have spent most of their seasons in the G League. But he's basically outperformed eight guys in front of him who were drafted in front of him to be one of the 11 selections. And there was some question whether, you know, was he a good pick at 19? He wasn't exactly as high as 19 on everybody's
2: draft board. But he's been a home run of a pick so far. Oh, brother. You, you got that right. And, you know, you always have fun. Uh, let's redraft and then, yeah. then figure out where you'd go. He's probably a lottery pick. And uh, so you look at this whole thing, and I, I just like—I just love his feel. I love his toughness. The game's not too fast for him. Yeah. Uh, it's like he had a play in the paint last night he looked like an old vet you know he, he he spun one way gave an up fake came back and and came underneath for a little lay-in and i'm saying holy moly that's great stuff and of course i i was chatting with somebody in milwaukee today and and he was a high uh, high school player of the year when he was in uh growing up in in uh, wisconsin and uh so i i pull for all those wisconsin guys and and uh He just, you can't teach what he's got. Uh, He may not be the greatest athlete, but I just, the guy's game makes basketball sense. And he's got the confidence of everybody. And he's a very smart guy because you know who he's latched on to the most? Who? Steph Curry. Yep. That's his man. I mean, he probably has to get uh, the donuts or whatever it is that Steph wants. <laughs> but uh, he broke the news about uh, the three point shot to, with Sabrina to him, and yep. uh, they—it's they, a nice, nice connection. I guess they played golf one day, and Pazinski might have lost three dozen balls, but uh, he had a good time. Yeah,
1: three dozen balls, and uh, maybe a, maybe a few. Uh... Bucks as well. Because <laughs> I don't think you're beating Steph Curry on the, on the no, golf course. No, but, no. Uh, that, that'll do it for us. I do also want to give a quick shout-out. WNBA Golden State naming Jess Smith yes. as the team president. He was able to go to the press conference yesterday. Very impressive resume having come over from Angel City FC. Has also it's worked terrific. with the Oakland A's and the San Jose Earthquakes in the Bay Area. So excited to see what that team gets named. Maybe in the couple yeah. of months we're going to get a team name. Brandon Schneider was saying yesterday it, it, that information could be coming. They in the next 2 months or so but we'll see no official timetable on that I big... guess She might get my old office in the old practice facility There yeah her office is going to be in Oakland yeah could could there you be go. Go. Yeah could be I'll your have old to spot check it so. out
0: yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh, can't, can't wait for a WNBA Golden State May of 2025 is when they will tip things off. A well, big thank you to Mark Randy behind the glass to run the show for us in our 95 7 studios. Big thank you to RC Davis and Marika Kletto on the Golden State side of things. For the Saint. I'm Kevin Dana saying so long. We will talk to you next week right here on 95.7 The Game. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to the Warriors Roundtable. Curry brings it through, one hand, three, up and good! On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. That's playful and nailed it! 95-7, the game. For tickets, call 888-GSW-HOOP.